Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. And I'm coming to you from the Verto system uh, as uh, the AC guys are here, the hole in the ceiling studios. Let me tell you right now, there is no ceiling right now. Uh, but here's the good news. Uh, they should have it all done by the end of day today and tomorrow. Uh, I'll have my nice, cozy studio back. Uh, but, Jason, the show must go on. And we got another great uh, program for all of you today. But be- before we get into uh, the economic side of things, I, I got to tell you, my, 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 uh, my wife was uh, letting me know yesterday, my, my youngest son, who's home from school, uh, working a summer job. Uh, he started to not feel very well last week. And, you know, we weren't too worried, whatever. And then all of a sudden, by, by Thursday, we're like, uh-oh, he's really not feeling well. Uh, and we end up taking him, you know, you do the thing, you go to urgent care, and, of course, uh, now you show up at urgent care, you're not feeling well, right? The first thing they got to do is the COVID test. Everyone's masked up. My wife's not allowed to, you know, he's 19, so my wife, nope, you can't be back here with him, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and he tests positive for the flu. Doesn't have COVID, uh, but he has flu A, which they said, yeah, it, it, it's bad, whatnot. Uh, then uh, fast forward to Saturday, he's no better. So, you know, you, you do it again, right? You go to to the urgent care. It's the same, you know, same thing for, as last time. They test them again. Uh, nope, he's, he's just got the flu and, and uh, take this and take that. And uh, we're doing all that stuff. And, and yesterday uh, morning, he's sick again. And, I mean, he's. You know, he's got it going, coming and going, if you know what I mean. It, it, it's not good. Fever's, you know, 102, 103. So my wife this time says, you know what, I'm not taking him to urgent care. She takes him to the emergency room uh, over at uh, Scottsdale, the old Scottsdale North. I have no idea what they call it today. And uh, my wife, the first thing she says is, oh, yeah, there's a whole new policy in place at the urgent care. I'm sorry, at the hospital, at the emergency room. They, the, the hospital says to my wife, well, okay, your insurance, uh, it's 80-20, you know, because, you know, I'm self-employed. So, uh, and I've railed, and again, I've told this story a million times about how bad uh, our, we, we continue to pay more and more and more. I think right now we pay uh, somewhere around $1,100 a month, and uh, the first ten grand, and this, that, the other, but anyway, the, the, the hospital says, well, we think that it's going to be about $1,000 for uh, your son's visit today. Uh, so, uh, you know, 80, 20, yeah, you need to give us 200 bucks. I mean, it used to be, I mean, before Obamacare, right, you go to the hospital, you paid your copay, you know, $35. Uh, and that was kind of the end of it. Of course, this is, you know, I'm not telling anybody out there anything new. But here's what was really interesting as she was, by the way, she said no one's masked up at the hospital. 
that uh, she was allowed to 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 be with our son and do all you know exact opposite of what was going on at the urgent care. But the funny thing is, is the the doctor when they got in there, and again, once again, he got uh, COVID test number. I forget whatever number he's on now. Uh, but you know, same result. Up, oh, he's got the flu. Uh, but the doctor that came in to see him said, "Yeah, he goes. The flu is horrible this year. It is one of the worst flus uh, in in a really long time." And said, uh, "The flu, having the flu now, is much worse than having COVID. But he'd have been better off with COVID. The, the hospital, kind of like." Uh, and for those of you that were listening to the half empty cup of Joe yesterday, I was telling you how in LA, uh, the unelected health officials there were trying to reinstitute a mask policy. And all of a sudden, the largest hospital in LA County, the president and the, their top epidemiologist came out and did a press conference saying, Hey, COVID's nothing, right? Hey, nobody's getting, hardly anybody's being admitted with COVID. Uh, the ones that are admitted because of COVID are being admitted because of something else, and nobody's going in the ICUs. And, and, and the funny thing was is that's what the, basically the hospital in Scottsdale was saying the same thing. Uh, and, Jace, I guess we shouldn't probably be surprised uh, that, that uh, the mainstream media, though, again, I saw it again today, all these articles threatening uh, more mask mandates and all of these things, and yet the realities on the ground, uh, at least from the hospitals, are uh, you should be more worried about getting the flu than you should be about having COVID. Yeah, Joe, I think the uh, the masks and vaccine stuff is kind of like a loaded gun. You know, they just uh, when it becomes the appropriate time to need that distraction, they'll they'll fire it off. But right now, they're they're not seriously forcing these mandates right now. But I mean, Joe, all they have to do is disguise it whatever it is the future and pretty soon uh, it's no longer a, a positive flu test it's uh it's it's whatever they want it to be joe i mean these tests don't don't trust them right but. right <laughs> so you know, it's just uh it's just amazing it's just uh crazy anymore i mean how many how many tests does the one guy have to get right anyway we'll be back with the economic news of the day don't touch that up. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two, and uh, I'll say this: you know, my wife, she she never misses a beat. She did ask the hospital, "Well, can I get a breakdown of this thousand dollars?" They they couldn't do it. They couldn't provide it. Uh, it it's such just idiocracy. Where would you go? And they just you know, and again, I don't know where they came up with the thousand dollars, but you would think you know anyone that runs a business, hey, you're gonna charge somebody a thousand dollars. You would think you'd at least get a breakdown of what that thousand dollars would entail, Jason. I think it's the uh, they, they they have a a price per whatever insurance you're using, Joe. So if you're not if you're no insurance, there's a price, yeah. and depending on what kind of coverage you have, they they have a set price. So they can't break it down because they don't want to say, hey, you're using this insurance, so it's a thousand. But if you have that crappy insurance that that, that and you're poor, it probably right. would have been six hundred dollars. Yeah, and well, you know, the funny part was, too, my wife even said, well, what if I pay cash? Is there a cash price? No, they didn't have one of those either. So, uh, but anyway, I, I, I digress. Well, I'm done. I'll say this, Joe. You, all you got to say this, Joe, that if she's like, all I have is cash, give me a price, what are they going to do? Say no? 
<laughs> right. What she, what she said, insurance. So, they went after it, man. So, got to start with that, cash. That was, yeah, that was probably the that was probably the first mistake was even saying we had insurance. Right. That that we probably should have done that again. Yeah. Uh, but but looking at what's happening right now, gold is flat today. Oil is flat today. The Dow's up five hundred points today. Again, remember last week I told you I think the the Dow's going to rally for a few weeks. Uh, and not on any news. That, that, that's the important thing. Uh, yesterday, the Dow was up, if you remember, uh, by the end of the day, it ended up the day almost 300 points down, uh, because Apple came out and said, hey, you know what? Uh, we're starting to see it. Uh, we're gonna nix our hiring plans. Uh, we're also, uh, the spending growth for next year is gonna be reduced in some divisions. Uh, we won't increase headcount at all in 2023, whereas uh, normally we'd hire 5 to 10% more employees in a given year. Uh, they said the move is uh, due to quote-unquote uncertain time. Uh, and, of course, obviously a- Apple saying, hey, also we're noticing a slowdown in in our you know, in our sales, in our phone sales, our headset sales, all that other stuff. Uh, so that got the market on edge yesterday. This morning, it was IBM's uh, turn as IBM said, hey, you know what? Uh, we, we thought we were going to make some money, but, uh, yeah, we're probably not going to, uh, unless we go to non-GAAP, right? If, if you allow us to use unapproved accounting measures we may be able to make a couple of pennies uh so that had uh that was how the day started but the news of the day jason ready for this the dow's up 500 points because analysts these experts are saying well maybe earnings won't be as bad uh as some people are thinking in the second half of this year so uh (laughs) again all they're doing is putting your money to work because what else can they do with it? Uh, and, uh, Jason, I'm going to say this. Just like gas prices coming down, uh, this stock market rally is going to be very short-lived. But none of it matters. This is, this is all smokescreen. This is all smokescreen. We had huge news last week about Saudi Arabia joining BRICS. Right, and we talked about that, and of course, obviously Turkey and Egypt, and and then they hinted that more members are coming. Last night, well, I guess yesterday afternoon, uh, it was announced through the Treasury Department. They, this is data through May, and the this is who is buying and selling U.S. Treasuries. Uh, and, and Jason, one of the, the things I want to highlight in here, number one, corporates. And I, and I tell everybody, listen, Apple doesn't keep their money in the bank. Microsoft doesn't keep their money in the bank. And what I mean by that is they got enough money to, to do what they need to do. Hey, we've got payroll covered and we got to pay the, the leases on buildings and, and we got to buy raw materials, right? They got some money, but I'm talking about the the money that they don't need. They don't put it and leave it in the bank. They buy bonds. 
and, and predominantly, obviously, U.S. bonds. Uh, to give you an example, uh, corporates have been averaging 20 to $40 billion a month of, of buying of treasuries, according to the Treasury Department. That stopped in May. Jason, in May, they only bought $4 billion, uh, which tells you the amount of money that these corporations have, le- have left over is drastically down. Yep. Uh, but the other big uh, news in there was China. China, which now has dumped a hundred billion dollars of U.S. Treasury six months, their Treasury holdings, Jason, now below a trillion dollars. Yeah, Joe, I was going to say, I, quarter three GDP and 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 the the corporate earnings for third quarter is going to fall off a cliff, man. It's <laughs> there's nobody selling anything. I can't, I can't, it, it, I can't. I'll say it. There's, there's, everywhere I go, and small businesses, and I'm, I'm seeing large corporations. They're not selling stuff, Joe. Everybody has stopped buying. It is, it is going to come to a complete frozen halt. Uh, I can give you an example. One of the guys I watch, his name is Jeremiah Babe. He does these daily, you know, YouTube videos, and he uh, he put this one out, Joe. And he's like, how do you know when Walmart or these big uh, department stores are, have have too much stuff and they're afraid they're not going to be able to unload it and sell it? You start selling Halloween stuff in July. That's what he saw. He was filming. He's like, look, Halloween stuff is out in July, Joe. Makes me wonder uh, how bad uh, these these big corporations know the sales are just gone. People aren't buying stuff. Yeah, and and again, I I think this is some wishful thinking uh, on a lot of people's part. Uh, I I know that uh, yesterday um my my wife and i decided hey let's get some steps in you know as all of you know i've been losing a lot of weight and we decided to go and uh there's a desert ridge mall we said well let's just walk the mall and uh we 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 were walking out there of course there's a million degrees it was a horrible idea uh but i'm just sweating horribly but we decided Hey, let's just duck into Kohl's, get out of the heat, and walk, you know, do a lap in the inside of Kohl's. And their clearance, they had clearance stuff everywhere, yep. 50% off. They, they had a this portion of the store that was nothing but clearance. I mean, it was, it was incredible. Yeah, Joe, it's better to get ten cents or twenty-five cents on the dollar than to get zero. If, if you know, cause they have to compete against all the other stores that are seem to be overloaded with stuff now. It it went from this so-called shortages that we were having a year ago to to now uh, everybody's uh, desperately overstocked. So uh, I, this is going to be some some interesting water that people are going to be treading. And uh, with, with the radio station KHNC, I, I deal with these advertisers, Joe, and I haven't heard nothing but bad stories it's, it's not like eh, it's kind of falling off it's it's a rough time it's all been nothing i'm getting nothing i am selling nothing nobody is buying anything it's it's been i mean it's like july a switch was turned joe july hit a switch was turned and everybody stopped buying stuff well we'll, we'll see how this all all of it plays out but again why i said i don't really uh, care about what the you know the Wall Street pundits are saying for us. The the situation in Germany is going to be very dire. 
because really, I mean, I don't know what the Russians are going to do, but there's really no reason for them to turn the gas back on. We'll see whether they do or don't. But uh, yesterday, if you missed yesterday, they declared a force majeure uh, and said that they're going to be unable to supply gas. Uh, and, of course, Germany, the biggest player in that, and, and I, and I want to point out too something else worth pointing out. Uh, they weren't the only ones yesterday declaring force majeure. Uh, the Canadian energy firm, I want that runs the Keystone pipeline, the part that's actually open. Uh, they declared, uh, TC Energy declared a force majeure for crude oil shipments on its pipeline. This is a pipeline. Uh, that goes in the Dakotas, and what happened was the reason why was there was a power failure at a, a pump station in South Dakota, and they said because, well, it, the temperatures hit over 100 degrees, overloaded it, uh, and they said it's going to be, they don't know how long, they don't anticipate it to be uh, too long, uh, but just so you know, this pipeline, which connects to the Dakotas and then actually goes to, uh, the, the, the big, uh, Cushing, Oklahoma. So there could be some inventory issues there, uh, that we'll have to pay attention to. Uh, but this power problem continuing to get worse and worse. Uh, but, but again, when we look at what China's doing, this is, this isn't a slow pullback. When you're talking about unloading a hundred billion dollars worth of treasuries in, in a six month period, and the fact that, you know, they don't even hold a trillion dollars of them anymore, it's gotta be, Jason, pretty close to the number of treasuries that are maturing every month. And China's just like saying, hey, we're done buying U.S. dollars, and, and if this trend continues, uh, and then Saudi Arabia announces, hey, we're joining BRICS, and oh, by the way, uh, China will now be paying in renminbi for crude oil. Jason, that's a major blow to the United States. That's correct, Joe, and, and uh, all of the debt that's out there, uh, if, if these other countries aren't going to use dollars, then there is one place you can spend that, that those dollars. You can come here and buy stuff here. So I think it's why we have such a weird situation with shortages sometimes and maybe a glut on, uh, is what we're kind of coming into now, Joe. It's uh, They're going to spend whatever whatever dollars are still floating around out there. They're going to be spent on something. And, uh, I mean, that's – I think America may be facing some weird, unusual time. Our economy may actually not – match other economies for the first time in a while because usually if something goes bad in america everybody goes bad it's possible joe we're looking at maybe america goes bad and maybe the rest of the world isn't so bad you know maybe this is the small countries but uh russia china saudi arabia maybe uh, maybe they're uh, playing a better hand yeah we'll have to wait and see you know i i think china's got uh, their own problems obviously yeah. russia uh with all the sanctions uh you know uh, Saudi Arabia still fighting that war in Yemen. Uh, I, I don't know that anybody escapes it, if you will. I think uh, everybody right now is still taking a big bite of that sandwich. But, but again, I think this can change very quickly. And I, I just want to caution everybody, uh, just like the last time, 
uh, it was everything's fine, everything's fine, everything's fine. Oh wait, everything's not fine, and and I just feel like we're we're reliving uh, 07 and 08, where uh, Wall Street is trying to prevent. I mean, just think back to this. Those of you that live here in Arizona and and 07, the housing bubble had already, dude, the housing bubble had popped in 05 here. Uh, it was a ghost town uh, as far as housing went back here. And remember, the Fed was still raising rates. Ben Bernanke was telling you it was just a little bit of froth that it's just a subprime problem. And, and uh, we're raising rates, and, and this is August of 07, uh, and then Lehman Brothers collapses, and then by March, Bear Stearns is out of business. I mean, it, it happens just that fast. Take the Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Welcome back. 800-951-0592. Take the Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason here uh, on, on this Tuesday. And, and all of the things aside, Right when we talk about you know Wall Street and earnings and and I, I mean maybe maybe they're right I mean maybe earnings will be better than expected I haven't seen it uh, I, I'm not not only haven't I seen it from the companies I haven't seen it when I'm out and about uh, and, and uh, you know just casually observing things but there's a big shift going on. Uh, I'm really, I, I, Germany is a huge unforeseen issue. You know, they, you know, uh, Hasim Talbi used to call them the black swan, right? That unforeseen event, uh, that, that really, uh, catches people out of nowhere. We'll see, uh, what happens there. Now, there's other events that aren't unforeseen. Uh, Japan, what's happening there? Uh, what's happening in Italy, right? As a matter of fact, right now, the EU, uh, they just had a Fed talking, you know, they're going to raise 50 basis points, uh, but, but they are actively buying Italian bonds right now to try to keep, uh, Italy from falling apart. Uh, and then we talk about, uh, Japan was selling U.S. treasuries, China was selling U.S. treasuries. Corporations, because profits are down, are buying less treasuries. Right now, the big action in treasuries, Jason, is investors getting out of Wall Street and just saying, hey, I'm going to hide out in treasuries. Because, again, even investors know, and I'm talking the big investors, right, the hedge funds, the billionaires, they don't put their money in the bank. Because otherwise, right, why wouldn't they? I'll just uh, put it, I'm just going to sell my stocks and I'm going to put it in my bank. They don't do that because they know any unforeseen, all these black swans, and all that could be gone. Uh, Wall Street on Parade, the Martins did a great, great article in, uh, about 10 days ago talking about, hey, remember how they promised to protect us all and that, that they put all this new rules into place and they were watching over uh, the financial system. Uh, the Office of Financial Research, which is a department of the U.S. Treasury, uh, it got created under Dodd-Frank, 
and its job. Now think about this. Its job is to be the one that issues the warnings of any type of catastrophic financial crisis that may pop up. And so the Martins, under, again, once again, Freedom of Information Act, all of these things, said that the uh, the Office of Financial, uh, wait, wait, let me get it right here, the Office of Financial Research did not see the, what I'll call the bond market tantrum of, of 2018 whatsoever. There was no warning from this group, Jason. And again, the, the, the problem that we have with all of these quote-unquote protections is it's the wolf guarding the hen house. Right? They're the ones that are guarding it. The, 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 the banks, uh, the Federal Reserve, the Treasury, they're all in this thing together. And the reason why I pointed out that little deal, and remember what Wall Street people forget, Wall Street dropped like 10,000 points on that little tantrum. Jason, that cost, uh, $19 trillion uh, to bail that little uh, ditty out when it was all said and done. Now, of course, we know the Fed's balance sheet, right? It went from just under $4 trillion at the time uh, to over $9 trillion. And, of course, now they're, quote, unquote, selling off their balance sheet again. And I'm going to tell you right now, we have no protection. These groups that they created to protect us have never seen a problem I don't think ever. Everything you're saying, just you know, I'm just—it's kind of like a checklist. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I, I agree with everything. It's, it's, you know, the thing, doing a show with Joe. It's interesting because sometimes we'll have, we'll disagree on a few things, but once in a while, Joe, you'll you'll say you'll ramble off a bunch of stuff. And it's like, well, that's just the way that I see it. Also, Joe, it's this is the way it's going to be. Uh, you know, and, and again, the reason why I pointed out is the reason why I'm pointing it out is you guys need to know you have to be the ones protecting yourself there is no system in place and i don't care how many uh branches of government they create how many things that they come out and say oh look and we've got this and we've got that and there is no protection for us you have to be the one that protects yourself and and the fact of the matter is when when we look at Dodd Frank, another horrible piece of legislation that really gave the banks even more powers. Uh, JP, you know, last week we talked about JP Morgan's earnings, right? Remember, they were, they were one of the worst performers of the stress test. And then, of course, their earnings weren't very good. Uh, they had to stop buying back their own stock. Uh, JP Diamond, you know, he goes on CNBC, right, the cheerleading station, and he acts all upset about these stress tests. Oh, it's not fair because they say that this or that's going to happen and said that we could lose $8 billion. Uh, we're not going to lose $8 billion, right? And, of course, that's what they always say because here's the realities. The realities are these guys... Uh, no matter, right in front, can't see, 
what's going down the road. They don't know what's around the next corner. And, and let's face it, Jason, they're driving a thousand miles an hour down the road. Uh, and, and, and an accident, it's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. And right now, there are so many warning signs, right? And, you know, I look at it, Jamie Diamond called it a hurricane, uh, call it a blizzard, call it what you will. You're, you're, you're out there, the, the, it's pouring down rain, right? The, 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 you can't see a foot in front of your face and everybody's driving a hundred miles an hour down the freeway. Uh, the accident is right around the corner, and, and and just like what they did in 07 and 08, this is a carbon copy of them coming out and saying, well, I, you know, maybe it won't be that bad versus uh, getting people protected, Jason. We'll be back. Take the radio news hour. Joe and Jason right after the break. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. Let me, let me give you another example. Nobody, everything was fine. 2019. Right? Nothing. You know, the Trump was president. The economy was, you know, it wasn't great. Uh, but it wasn't horrible. Uh, the, the, the thing about it though is Jason and I were warning you about Wall Street. And what was happening? Uh, let me give you uh, an example. So remember, they create this watchdog agency because they're supposed to warn us. Okay? The financial stress index is what this group created. So this is they they create this group. They come up with this index, and this index is supposed to give a warning sign. It was it was measuring below normal levels of stress on September seventeenth, twenty nineteen. So think about this for just a minute: below normal levels of stress. So first of all, the first thing that comes to my mind is, uh oh, our index isn't working very well. Because why would we have below normal levels? But again, this is the wolf guarding the hen house. That that night, the night of September 17th, the overnight repo loan rate, this is what banks loan to other banks. And, and Jason and I, we've explained the repo market before. Some banks at the end of the day, whenever, you know, uh, they, they make all the payments. Okay, we had 10 million people make their mortgage payment. We had 30 million people make their car payments. We had 40 million people make their credit card payments. You know, this payment, that payment. Some banks will have not enough money, liquid cash, and other banks will have uh, more cash than what they need. And what they'll do is they have this little repo market where Bank A says, hey, here's, hey, I need a billion dollars. Here, Here's a billion dollars of treasuries. You loan me your cash. And then tomorrow, you're going to need the billion dollars. And, we'll, you know, it's a little shell game, okay? That's why I said they're so, they're so close to insolvency. Most people don't understand it. But it was 2%. On September 16th, 
on September the 17th, the day that their financial stress index was measuring below normal levels, the repo loan rate spiked from 2% to 10%, signaling that one or more important, and I love how they use the word important, one or more important Wall Street firm was in trouble. The repo loan market is an overnight loan market, and I told you we're Frank's focus for mutual funds. They're all in on this, this repurchase agreement. Jason, so there's this massive spike which signifies one or more of these important Wall Street firms is in trouble. And again, I'm highlighting, this was September 17, 2019. No one had even heard of COVID yet. By all accounts, everything seemed pretty normal. And, and of course, this is why when we think about how much uh, we spent in COVID, all these bills that got passed, we bailed out pension funds. I mean, we've done so much dirty work in here. But according to the Martin, this little exercise, of course, remember, this is when the, the, the quantitative tightening immediately ended and the Fed's balance sheet blew up. And like I said, they added another $5 trillion to their balance sheet. The Martin said it was worse than that. These, these banks and quote-unquote important financial institutions needed almost $20 trillion, $20 trillion. That's actually more than all of the deposits here in the United States. And, and the problem now, Jason, is is they're trying to do this tightening again, right? They're selling off their balance sheet, which is now $9 trillion. We've got huge problems in Japan, in Italy, in Germany, in France. Heck, we don't even know if the power can stay on in Texas and South Dakota. Joe is Glenn. And they're sitting there trying to God, Jason. Well, it was Glenn Beck that said he was uh, just theorizing maybe a trillion dollars a week, right? Every week to keep this thing floating. Yeah, yeah, we played that from Glenn Beck. Absolutely. And, and I guess here's the thing: they're clueless when it comes to sounding the alarm. And, and this is the problem, and this is why the, this should not be happening right now. I mean, look at look at this. We all agree that the Fed is going to raise interest rates by three quarters of a point. Uh, yet the ten-year note is at two nine nine five. Let's round up. Is at three. That's and by the way, this is the highest the ten-year note has been in about what a month, month and a half. And we know to do another 75 basis points. Uh, but again, remember the two-year note, the, heck, the two-year note's yielding almost three and a quarter. This tells you there is an incredible amount of stress that is actually taking place, and nobody's warning anybody. They might go a full point at the right? end. They're not out there warning. Might do a full point at the end of July, maybe, huh, Joe? Full point? Yeah, they could. I doubt it, but they could. You're right. They they could absolutely do it. They're not going to do less. That that that's a given. It's going to be at least seventy five. And, and and again, 
You need to be your own central bank. Heck, even the Swift have moved their gold secretly. Paper Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. 800-951-0592. Gold's up five now, uh, 1715. Silver uh, is positive as well now, 1880. I said earlier, the Dow's still up 500 points. Uh, the, uh, you know, I think the, the, the bottoms look like they're forming here, especially in silver. I still have some silver quarters. Uh, they're $215. Uh, gold has gotten extremely, extremely tight. Uh, matter of fact, just five minutes ago, got another email. Uh, from the world's largest wholesaler looking to buy any and all uncertified gold out there. Uh, right now, I've only got 3520s, 3520s, $2,110 tomorrow. Assuming gold 1715, uh, tomorrow we're going to see 2125. Uh, but, but I, I have these left over from the other day. So I've got 3520s, $2,110. Uh, and I'm out of a bag, bag and a half here of quarters, uh, silver quarters. You get 40 silver quarters in a roll, uh, Jason, at $215. Uh, this is, this is about as cheap as silver, uh, gets here. I, you know, it hit a low. I think $18 was about the low for silver. Uh, and again, this is paper silver, not physical silver. Uh, all of it extremely difficult to get. 800-951-0592. But Jason can tell you he gets the same emails that I get. Uh, there, people are desperate for product right now. And again, this is serious. This tells you, uh, when these things happen, the, the big money, they're going and buying gold right now. Don't be fooled by. I, I always think too, it's by design. When we see these these pullbacks that don't make sense, we, we saw it in '07, uh, in '08. Gold went from a thousand to seven hundred, and then went to nineteen hundred. Uh, we, we we saw it here, right? Gold was twenty one hundred, went to went to seventeen hundred, right? Silver. Went to eighteen dollars, and then all of a sudden, I come out on the air and say, "Guess there's nothing out there," uh, because this is where uh, the money has gone. I think they do it on purpose. They can control the paper price to try to allow them to buy less. You need to be buying it while the price is down. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Once again, that is uh, twenty dollar gold. Don't have a lot. Uh, 2110. Uh, if you want to buy more than what we have, you can, but the price goes up, uh, to 2125. And then silver right now, the best buy I have, silver quarters. Uh, you get 40 silver quarters in a roll. They're $215 per roll at 800-951-0592. And the nice one, I think both Colorado and Arizona, we have these in stock. So uh, you can pick these up uh, today uh, if you so desire. Again, uh, 800-951-0592 and, and just add to them because remember, there is no warning system. They created all these agencies 
to just do the job of re-verifying. Oh, no, they're doing a great job. Uh, the pressure is absolutely on. The bond market is telling you that. God bless everybody.